welcome to edition 12 of the podcast. Um, joined as always with Gugabe and by Technical Tim. Um, we're going over London card and the next one in Nashville, which is really, really weak and I hate it. Um, so, start with the recap. Uh, yeah, what was last week? Give me a second. Yeah. We can start with Masvidal Till, I guess. All right, the voice crazy oh. for Ken Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's yeah, Masvidal Till. Yeah, Masvidal was a bit wide as a dog. I still felt the issue of Till is that Till, Till only has two speed settings, 100 and 0. And like, he can't maintain 100 for more than. Around. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. And like, I knew Masvidal, you know, Masvidal just takes whatever fight you give him. So I was like, either Till goes at the 100 and loses and like has his first round knockdown, then gets fucked. Or he goes at zero and maybe wins a split, maybe wins a shitty city decision. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was kind of Till made Masvidal fight. And you don't really do that unless you can legitimately outfight him. Like, Masvidal just started plotting forward against, um, against Wonderboy because Wonderboy wouldn't actually step in and try to hit him. He just kind of wait for him on the outside and then step in and try to hit him once Masvidal has decided that he wants to coast. So it started out hot and then Masvidal just was able to pace through, really just start kicking the crap out of his body and box him up. Yeah, at the end of the first round, I it was funny because, I mean, I knew Masvidal ab- absolutely lost the round, but... <laughs> What I saw from it, I was like, wow, Till just threw a ton of output. I don't think this could have started any better. Like if you're a, Ma- I mean, of course, if Masvidal finished him in the first round, that'd be better. But uh, just Till using all that energy, because I think I was talking to to uh, Gugabe live. And I, I I think you got him live too, Gugabe. Yeah. But I hit, I hit Masvidal like plus 285 again yeah. after round one. Because I, I was just like, there's. I don't think Till's gonna have the energy to be able to keep fighting like this, and and uh, Masvidal is obviously landing and finding offense. So, also my thing was like, after Masvidal got dropped at the very start, I was like, all right, Till just kind of hit him with his biggest shot in the first shot of the fight. He's probably not gonna yeah. knock him out. No, we've, we've seen like the worst case scenario already. Like yeah, you know, totally. after that, you're just like, yeah, Masvidal's chin is probably gonna hold up here. All right, he's probably he's fucked. I've got a bit on live, but the issue's like, I, I just um, start put, I try, I start trying to put it on like halfway through the round, halfway through the second round, so I got a little bit on, but it takes a while to do a live bet in Australia because you have to call up and say good day, mate, and that's all shit. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's like, Till, it's just like, he, he's such, he's such a bullying um, headspace fighter, but I yeah. just feel like that's why, that's why he's got 100 and he's got, he's got 100 and he's got zero. That's just the two settings he's really got. And yeah, that's why I think he will get mauled at middleweight because I just think that he just is based around bullying the fuck out of people. Yeah, I mean, like imagine Till against Romero. He <laughs> starts out at a hundred and either gets countered like two seconds in, or he starts out at zero. Yoel just reads him for two, rounds, and he just gets nuked two seconds into round three. Yeah, and he pretty much just does the same thing. It's just like he kind of bullies you with like straight punches and things. And then I feel like in a five round fight, you can't do that to a really high level fighter if you don't put him away. So, like, like Masvidal just had too many options, I feel. Yeah. Um, Leon Edwards beat Gunnar Nelson by having a game plan. 
Split decision, bro. It was so close. Oh, Jesus, yes. I, I, Leo Lopez just impressed the fuck out of me against Ferrani because he just showed, he just walked in and seemed to have done like his his tape study, seemed to have made a game plan. He seemed to be an intelligent fighter. I was like, holy shit, this is unusual. And yeah, he fights like he's a capper, like he's a handicapper. Like he, yeah. he fights to his best route every single fight. Like he's a Cormier or something. He always fights really smart. Is Cormier? I, don't, I think I wouldn't say that about Cormier now. Does Cormier ever really diversify what he does? Cormier, Cormier just kind of does Cormier things. Like yeah, he does Cormier. He does the best thing that's Cormier, but that's because Cormier is better than Cormier. It's pretty. I mean, simple. I think it. I think against John Jones, he kind of knows the takedown, the second fight. He kind of knew the takedowns were a wash yep. because it's kind of just like stupid to go for them because he's not going to be able to get Jones down or keep him there. So I think like just pressuring him, even though he's still not going to win that way, is his best chance. And but... I think he kind of just let Ozdemir punch himself out for a little bit and just stayed calm and took him out. And I think he just kind of walked Stipe down. So I, I, I don't know. I think he generally fights smart. I think the issue more is that DC doesn't have the skill set to fight as smart as I would like. He's pretty limited, just in the sense that, like for example, the John Jones just absolutely butchered his body, and in the second fight DC pressured, but John Jones still absolutely butchered his body. So he didn't really have the meaningfully adapt, even though he like kind of tried to adapt. Like DC's first plan doesn't work; it's just walk forward, but more aggressively and making a meaner face. Yeah, because they say can't really or anything, can he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying because he's limited in skill set, so he can't fight too many game plans. But, I mean, I feel like he... Like, I think also staying in half guard versus Derek Lewis and not moving to mount right away was smart because Derek Lewis, whenever you're in half guard, you don't have the opponent's hips in play. And whenever you move right. to, like, mount, someone can just power out. So... I usually think he fights smart. I guess I would have to think about it a little more. But yeah, well, yeah, I think he makes good use of the skill set. I just think that yeah, he, he yeah, generally... maybe that's a better way to put it. Yeah, that's a good. It's kind of like a Woodley fights smart somehow. Like, yeah, yeah, he varies yeah, a bit. Yeah. But in the day, it's quite. He just uses what he's got. True. Yeah. Where Leon Edwards, I guess, can do more, and he fights exactly how he should every time. So I, I see the distinction you guys are trying to make. Yeah, like yeah. We... Yeah, pretty much. Um, Dominic Hayes uh, ruined the hype train for everybody, despite winning uh, iffy decision. Like I scored uh, it, two, I scored it two one for Rays, but it wasn't close enough to call it iffy, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think it was particularly iffy, but Reyes, like I thought, won. It's just Vulcan did what Vulcan does every time, and then Reyes really handled it in a way that was particularly impressive. Like yeah, just won, but he couldn't stop Vulcan from doing Vulcan things and just walking forward. So I thought before the fight that Reyes could be a compelling challenge for Jones. At this point, I think Jones might just take him down and kill him. But Yeah, great. <laughs> oh, Reyes, Jones' um, takedown's looking kind of shit lately. I thought it looked excellent against um He actually set it up, which he usually does not do. True. Yeah, I, I just think because he's so tall, tall and tanky, he's, got, he's, he's basing a lot of his takedowns on this whole jank and throws and that sort of stuff. And I know it's... Low percentage in like a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, like he hit Shogun. <laughs> I mean, he can yeah, do I think the he weird can... stuff, but he can also do the regular stuff that isn't boxing. Jones cannot box it. I think he could just pressure uh, Reyes, kind of like 
uh, Samir is doing, and he can keep a pretty insane output and pace. He'd probably just do that and but like just land a lot of strikes. I feel a lot of like single shot strikes. Like I've been, I talked to this a few of my guys on. I don't think Jones has ever really pace in the sense that like can deal with a pace, but his objective is to kind of keep guys from running in on him. If that makes sense. Like the reason he True. uses all those like linear kicks and stuff and like drags guys into the clinch to keep a pace that he can handle. He's like a particularly big cardio liability. Like he's also not the kind to like go Holloway on someone and actually use his. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that was my worst play I've had all year. Cause I played Reyes's money line. Like I didn't play a ton of units, but I kind of lucked out there. So it was definitely a, like, that was probably my worst pick of the year. At least I got a, a lucky decision. It made up for the Rothwell one a couple weeks ago. I had a raise around three and the over one and a half. So I felt okay about that. Like, I mean, you know, at least I, at least I could see the Vulcan's cardio cliff. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wood versus Cadenas. And I, I'm still not talking about Wood. Just, he just feels condotesque to me. I'm just, I feel like he'll go against like a real wrestler or something and get his ass handed to him. But, you know, he's having fun against the bottom tier of the Bantamweight division. I mean, I like a lot of what Wood does on the feet. It's just that, again, he's not super tested, I guess. Like, um, his boxing is really good and he was able to like pressure the, the other guy who killed Barrow. But it's just, I, I like the trip that he landed on Quinones and he does some slick dart stuff. Overall, I'm just not sure how to think about him just because of his defensive liability. Yeah. Kind of war in Cage Warriors where he, the fight, I can't remember exactly the fight could have been called. Where he was just getting yeah. overwhelmed. But now he's coming to the UFC and kind of killing people. Like one um, shot Johnny Eduardo landed. Yeah, he got hurt a lot in Cage Warriors, and that's like a massive red flag if you're getting hurt by random bums in Cage Warriors. Like, just chin-wise, like, if you're getting hurt in the regionals for me and you're below, like, light heavyweight, that's just like, I just can't take it that seriously as a prospect. Like, if you're against, like, in just, yeah, just the regionals kind of, you know, big if it's shit to um, regional area. He kind of reminds me of a guy, like, Brett Johns or something. Like, like he'll, he'll be good against the lower half, and when he goes against, yeah. like, like a, a Rob font and he'll randomly be like a close line and you can just hit it hard. Like Sterling against Johns. I feel like that's going to be something you could get with wood later because yeah. I think he's like a decent fighter, but he's going to get smashed by someone who's really good. Pretty much. Look at him. Look, I say he's hasn't really got the wrestling. The chin's a bit iffy. His athleticism is like next level. And it'll probably just be like a canvas for somebody who's like actually good to just do their shit onto. I mean, yeah, you know, for Johns, the Sterling loss is, um, both the Sterling and Munoz losses are around, like, appreciating in time. True. Like, I mean, yeah, Munoz and, Munoz, like, Munoz probably fighting with eyes for the, um, Tardu you'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, Silver versus Roberts, that was kind of a shit first. I was just gassy, and it felt really, really sloppy. Hurt Silva, like, a ton of times, the time he got separation and just started grappling for no reason. He deserved the loss just because he was fighting that stupid. Like, I had the, I think I had the under one point five, and that made me sad because kind of hulked out of a few submissions. Yeah. 
end up getting tapped anyway. Just... I, I saw yeah, a bunch I think... of how. I saw a bunch of outraged like Danny Roberts betters who were like, "Oh, I had plus one forty, and he almost and he had a knockdown in the third round. I was robbed." And I was like, "That was a shit fest, and you know it." <laughs> if, if your main complaint is your guy, yeah, if your main complaint is your guy didn't capitalize properly on a knockdown in the third round after getting almost tapped like six times. You can't bitch about being EV. <laughs> yeah, I thought Silva was clearly the value side, even though he almost like even though. Roberts probably made a mistake late. Um, and everyone was mentioning the mistake Roberts made. But I also think Silva did something just as dumb going for that second arm triangle whenever he could have just rode on top position on mount and just like like kept position. But instead he yeah. went for a second arm triangle that was clearly an unstable position and something that Roberts was ready for. Like if you get bucked off on your first arm triangle attempt, you probably shouldn't go to a second one. And... um because that can be like a risky position at times. Um, yeah. He should have just kept riding the bat, riding mount and tried to get his back eventually. But I do think Roberts made a good adjustment from prior fights by not giving up his back that much this fight because he probably would have gotten insta-tapped. But I still think Silva was the clear value side, in my opinion. Even though it turned into a shit fest, he almost subbed him like seven times in the first two rounds and dominated those two rounds. Sure. Um, yeah. On to the uh, greatest war of the evening, Jack Marshman, who refused to fight versus John Phillips. <laughs> I, John, I think John Phillips got robbed there. I just I just felt like, yeah, Marshman spent the entire fight just going backwards. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I thought Phillips won, but I didn't feel strongly enough about it because it wasn't a good fight. Like, Phillips yeah. was kind of just chasing Marshman around without anything to actually cut him off. Like, he landed one really nice right hook in the first round, dropped him, and then just did nothing. It was, well, he bowed, but it was just the dumbest shit ever. Was- yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I was, I'm lucky with the fight of the night term line didn't open up. Because I was, like, going to play, like, two units on, like, this is, like, plus 600 if it was there. <laughs> but they didn't end up opening that market, so I was happy. <laughs> when's that big fight of the night, McMahon, or? I'm, I'm guessing Safarov, because that was a fucking beautiful fight. Till Masvidal. Seriously? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you got think. the double bonus. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, next fight, Arnold Allen versus Jordan. R- Rinaldi looked horrible here. That was really bad. Yeah, I, I was impressed. Allen like kept to a game plan. He hasn't really seemed like style pro- previously. I mean, I think Allen's okay. I'm not like really, really impressed by him. He was able to be more like disciplined as a good wrestler. Although I don't like. How good Mads Burnell looked against Allen, and Mads Burnell usually isn't that amazing. Jordan Rinaldi, yeah. I think, just looked pitiful here. I feel like Allen, Johns, and Wood have like all the same issue where they're like pretty good everywhere, but they're not really they don't really have any area of excellence, and they're not great enough yeah. athletes. Yeah. So like they'll beat beat shit fighters, pick their fight in the UK, but then they'll just get to a certain point and it's like, well, what have you actually? What are you actually great at? Yeah, I mean, especially at featherweight and bantamweight, where you actually have at the lower end who are really good at stuff. Like, I don't Allen to ever be ranked because a guy like Calvin Cater, sixteen, where Allen yeah. isn't nearly as good as Calvin Cater, is trying to get into the top fifteen. Like, that's I don't think it happens. I mean, I can see these guys getting ranked, but mostly because I have like five or six win streaks against um, shit competition on European on UK cards. 
and then finally gave get a day against Rob Font or some shit and then die. But they'll be they'll be ranked number fifteen for fourteen for like three months from now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like in the um in the whole number fifteen is the next guy who's fighting who's near number fifteen thing. Pretty much. It's like I bet John's ranked for a while. Is he? He was for a while, isn't he? Isn't now he's dead. But yeah, um he was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean Brett John should be ranked number five because he um is better than Dominic Cruz. I give him that. <laughs> and he's lost the number three and number four guy. I mean, at this stage, a lot of people I think are better than Dominic Cruz. I just think Dominic Cruz just he's done for the most part. Pretty much. If he comes oh, back, I, I hear people saying that Cruz like could get a title where the last time he fought was <sighs> and the guy he lost to has lost three times since, and it's the it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, what, Dear Kazi versus Duffy? That was a good fight. I Duffy. did not Dear Kazi from a value point of view, because I was just like, I expect him to man- magically knock him out, but yeah, Dear Kazi looked good. I think um, Dear Kazi looked okay. I don't really know how to pronounce his name, so I'm just going to copy yours. But uh, I thought he looked okay. Like, he hit some body shots and stuff, and keyed on the left. But I thought Duffy looked really, really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. That was horrible from Duffy. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, this fight did not go the way I expected. I didn't play it, but Duffy just looked really, really bad. Like, he couldn't get anything going. He couldn't, um, cut off the cage. And then he got, like, I mean, those leg kicks did a damage to him, too. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, Nastrat's really good, but Mark Dekizzi didn't look good, even considering that he was fighting Nastrat. Like, he couldn't do anything being back. And Duffy just refused. To do anything, I guess, and just got kicked in the leg a bunch and died. So yeah. that was dumb. <laughs> Next fight, yep. Safarov, aka the greatest, of <laughs> aka John Jones's worst nightmare. Faces Safarov's squad in this motherfucker. Safarov squad faces none. <laughs> Nikolai Negumarianu beats the crap out of him for three whole rounds, gets something like a 29-25 because he grabbed the fence. Like, n- Nikolai's only success in this fight was that Safarov grabbed the and got a point deducted. <laughs> otherwise, he just got absolutely mauled. To be fair, he did grab it like 39 times, even though it wouldn't have mattered, but it was really blatant. But yeah. I mean, I Nikolai mean... grabbed the fence a bunch too. But yeah, you know, yeah. Safarov did it worse. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. I mean, he was going to get mauled either way, but it, it was a blatant fence grab. Yeah, like they uh, could have that... taken off three points and I still would have scored it for Safarov. Oh, yeah, he would have been fine, like comfortably. He, he would have <laughs> still covered the point handicap. <laughs> Safarov was just, I, I just do not see why people had him as a dog here. It's like this guy's having his first real fight ever, and Safarov is just insane. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Safarov is not the man he wants to be having your first real fight against. I mean, the guy's... Think Nick's, like, win condition was, like, maybe beat him in, like, two minutes if you get lucky. Because like, elsewhere, Safarov's going to take you to the Safarov, it's the Safarov squad, and you don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to you two degenerates for passing <laughs> on this one. I mean, it was obviously the right play and everything. I, I just felt like I didn't have enough information to, like, confidently play but i mean you guys are talking shit about this fight all week so fair play to you both well, it's Safra, it's exactly Safra was the ghost and he's plus 200 i mean what else do you need 
Look at Safarov. Yeah. That, I mean, that man yeah. looks fucking confident. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's literally like ninety nine percent that fight. It looked like so. I mean, you guys you guys got me on that one. I, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine was... not playing it though. I don't think like sitting out is a bad move either. Yeah, I mean, I think sitting out was probably the better move just because. <laughs> isn't, like, unironically, Safarov isn't good enough to say he's going to do something to someone. <laughs> hard i guess I, I don't even know what to say about him but even against the can pressure you can't really trust him so sitting out is probably the smarter move it's just you know at plus 200 odds it's tough to yeah i gotcha for sure well, could that fight safarov safarov had more chance beating safarov and negu negu Vulcan person um <laughs> how to beating safarov because we could all agree on that yeah uh, Danny, you actually skipped the Ego versus Henry. I was distracted by something else. Um, I, sh- I heard the Ego just all manhandled him. Yeah, it was like a bully yes. sub right away. Yeah, fair enough. With Danny Henry. Um, Molly McCann versus Priscilla Cachoeira. Why the best? As This is WMA all day, every day. And I think that's why the best WMA fights of all time. I was entertained. It was a legitimately fun fight. I just didn't find much that was interesting. Cashware was exactly as I described. Like it was disturbingly apt to call it a <laughs> shitty Vanderlei. Yeah, pretty much. It was a fun yeah, first was... couple rounds, and then the third round it was just her avoiding getting hit on her broken orbital bone, Molly McCann. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, and the first fight of the night, Mike Grundy versus Nad Naramani. I didn't really know what to make of Grundy here, but I was actually pretty impressed by his striking for Someone whose striking wasn't supposed to be particularly noteworthy. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of like, I think, because I played Naramani small, like one unit, um, because I didn't think the wrestling would work, and that's why everyone was on Grundy. So I think some people kind of lucked out for playing Grundy, because I think in the second round, um, Naramani kind of started, I mean, he was obviously avoiding the wrestling really well, and I think he kind of started walking him down and he even hurt him and like Grundy showed no inclinations of being a good striker at all in other fights. So it, it kind of is what it is. I think people got the fight right for the wrong reason. But... Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, it, was de- it definitely was value at like plus 200 or whatever fuck it was, but yeah, yeah, origi- uh, yeah at, at the end yeah. opening one. Yeah. I, th- I but... think it, I think it went a bit crazy. Yeah, I mean, I got, a, I got, I think I got a little unlucky on that one, but I got pretty lucky on the uh, the Reyes fight. So it's kind of like whatever, it evens out. Yeah, it evens out. All right, on to the next one, I guess. Um, UFC. Where is this one? It is Nashville. Nashville. Is that better or worse than Wichita? I, um, it's quite a bit better, but still not know. particularly good. Yeah. Like, it's not just a saying of... Um... I mean, it's not just a plane like Wichita is, but... Fair enough. Especially got the music and stuff like that, too. Like, Nashville's actually known for things. Yeah, Nashville's yeah. known for things. Nashville's not a horrible place to hold an event like fucking Moncton was, but... Memphis and okay. te- Tennessee is a lot sketchier than Nashville, I feel. Yeah. Like, I'm, my thing I'm picturing of um, Wichita, just like, and Bruce Springsteen, just like, kind of, Bruce Springsteen just standing there. Thinking about Wichita poverty or some shit. 
All right, so yeah, interesting card. Um, probably the worst of the year, even worse than the Australian card. Like, I mean, the Australian card differences, it was slightly better, but I was trying to sell it as a pay per view, or at least this one is free. Oh, this one is like cable. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, is it cable? It's ESPN Plus, so you're still paying like out of pocket for it. True, but you're not paying pay per view. <laughs> I mean, uh, where do we start? Eric Shelton versus Jordan Espinosa. Eric Shelton, his new function is to beat up the TNC um, flyweights, seems like. Yeah, I liked Eric Shelton last time. I don't think he's amazing, and especially since flyweight's going away, it's like I don't really see a future for him as a real contender. But he's his wrestling looked pretty good last time, and I don't really know a ton about Espinosa. Then, you know, he's one of those weirdly juiced... Um, Tuesday Night Contender Series guys, and that's not even he's plus 155. So yeah. see a ton of value here. I mean, at minus 175, I think you could, I think Shelton's playable there, but I don't feel strongly about this fight one way or another. Yeah, I think I got on when he was like minus 140, I think, which I was happy with for Shelton. But yeah, fair enough. I don't know, it just, yeah, it seems like just getting Shelton, like TNC, flyweight, um, signees to keep him busy. Like poor um, Wally and Piper got robbed by um, Guy Cara France. Uh, yeah, the Piper. That was a dreadful decision. Yeah, I just, I just think, yeah, because like obviously, T- I mean, how could coordinated the UFC's flyweight cutting actually have been if they signed all his flyweights off TNC? I mean, it's still. I have no idea where flyweight stands now, and it really should be staying if divisions like light heavyweight and heavyweight are staying. Yeah. Far, far, far worse in every single way. Well, like women's MMA, like I mean, yeah, flyweight fights are usually fun. Yeah, I can't, like, I, I, I have, can't figure that many dreadful ones. I mean, you have women's one forty-five. Like I don't like women's one fifteen. That's fine. Women's one fifteen is good. But women's one forty-five, where someone won a season of the Fighter for women's one forty-five and immediately dropped to one thirty-five. Yeah. In that division, it's not in flyweight. For them. I guess it's dumb. Yeah. And like I think Demetrius Johnson was partly responsible kicking, like drawing some of the NGR flyweight, but it wasn't like he was uninteresting as a champion. He was I mean, always entertaining. Like Johnson did a lot of cool things, but he also made everyone else look like bums. So yeah, true. Kind of get why people blame Johnson for it. No, it's not like you know, it's not like Johnson killed the division on purpose. He was just way too good, way too early in the division. Yeah. People didn't get a chance to see how good flyweight is, and they just got to see how good DJ is. Yeah, and like I, you know, I preferred like Johnson as dominant champion. I did to um GSP as a dominant champion. It was more entertaining. I mean, I like GSP as a champion. I think well, Johnson. I like them both. Just yeah, GSP I think Johnson was a reasonably fun champion. It's just that yep. at the end of his reign, he faced guys that didn't deserve. It. When um when Wilson Hayes got the Formiga probably deserved it more because Formiga had a win over him, like. Yeah. Long before that, that they gave it to Haste because reasons, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, with flat, I don't get why flyweight's going away, but that's kind of a sidetrack. Shelton bet the house. I I do think I'm playing a unit on Shelton. Like I'm at like minus one sixty five. I, I I think like he's got a pretty big cardio edge here, and um, the other guys kind of just like. Espinosa, like he likes going for a Darce choke and kind of uh he's got like a little bit of pop on the feet but other than that he really slows down and backs up a lot and 
I think Shelton won't get caught in the Dars because with Espinosa's tendency to move backwards, that's usually when Shelton puts together a really good double leg. And I think he'll just be able to kind of like land spot takedowns and he, he can like, he fought guillotines against that Morales guy. So I'm sure he can fight other front headlock chokes against Espinosa, like a, like a Dars or something. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. So next fight, Gutierrez. I think he's a guy off the loss to Hani Barcelos and Barcelos is great. So no shame there, but uh, Gutierrez versus Ryan McDonald. Uh, um, I did type on McDonald. He looks pretty. Well, he had one fight in LFA and it wasn't like a championship fight or anything. He just looks kind of mediocre. Like, I think his A game is jiu jitsu, but he's not like a great jiu jitsu guy. Yeah. He just. Jiu jitsu, sort of wrestle boxer. Sort of, it's like, um, what's his name? Bobby Moffat. If Bobby Moffat was like significantly more mediocre. And yeah, if I got if I got Gutierrez like dog where he opened up, it was I don't know. I mean, right now he's at minus two hundred Gutierrez is, and he opened up at yeah. plus five. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. We've at least seen Gutierrez in there. People did their tape on this one because, like, I would have hit that original line. I probably won't touch it now, but McDonald is just kind of like. Like Ugabe said, like he'll shoot a single leg and get his jujitsu going a little bit, and he, but his striking's not that good. He's pretty hittable, and Gutierrez will probably chew him up with leg kicks. And Gutierrez put up a fight against Barcelos, who I think is pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think like uh, I'm gonna be looking for Gutierrez KO personally. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I like a lot of what uh, Barcelos because he's fighting. The Nurmagomedov guy who was in Khabib next, I'm pretty sure, at 237. And, um, yeah, that should be a fun one. Uh, Gutierrez, minus 200, about right. Uh, next, Angela Hill versus Ronda Marcos. <laughs> Strong feelings about this fight whatsoever, to be honest. Um, I remember I Angela Hill had a fight with... <laughs> hey, didn't Angela Hill have a legitimately good fight with um, Andrade? Yeah, the... it was close. So, the issue about Andrade, Andrade just kind of walks through your shit, for better yeah, or worse. Yeah, Andrade is really, really bad. He's Pretty much. Athleticism and being able to walk through people. But, and power. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even power, the Kovacevic knockout was the only time I've seen her throw a punch that I'd consider good. Every other time, she kind of runs forward, throwing arm punches, and she can get away with it eternal cardio yeah it's not power i guess it gets couple cages that was like a massive h bomb it wasn't like it was this crisp technical stride or anything yeah. she threw an entire body like yeah it's probably the hardest any woman has ever hit each hit another woman in the ufc but still yeah i mean for the most part andrade is kind of an it's just that she fights like someone who has a lot of power. So people are convinced that she has a lot of power, even though for them, like, her game plan is generally forward, throw arm punches, either wait for them to stand still or shoot into a guillotine. So. Yep. Hopefully she pillages um, Rose. I'm just not a fan of Rose. Fight more often. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm not a big fan of Rose either, but I'd be pretty happy if she beat the crap out of Andrade. Yeah, I'm hoping for the, I'm hoping for an entertaining fight. I think that could actually be because I think Rose could actually make it interesting for the fur if you know, until she gas slash mentally broke. 
Like I think yeah, there'll be a good seven minutes of conflict of, of actual good fighting there, and then she'll just break. Uh, I'd kind of lean Angela Hill here, but I, there's nothing I'm seeing on the betting lines that I like. Like I usually, I usually only bet WMA if there's a um, grappling edge. Like I'm not gonna bet the striker in WMA. I just don't believe in that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I generally, for WMMA, I just look for the fight goes to decision, and that's minus 475 here, so for all yeah. odd value. Um, I'm the same way, Gugaba. I think Hill's, like, the busier and more accurate striker with more volume, but, like, she doesn't hit that hard, and if Marcos gets a couple takedowns, she can make rounds interesting and yeah. turn into a split decision, so it's, like, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Alex, Alexis Davis first Jennifer Meyer. Um... Hmm. I've seen, I've seen some people seem to feel quite passionately about Jennifer Meyer. Alexis Davis is coming off having a kid. I have no real strong conviction here. Yeah, this is the worst type of fight to talk about. I'm just <laughs> not going it, to. It's like it, it has split decision written all over it. Just in case if anyone's listening, it's just like Maya might have value, but it's like a close fight. Maya might be a little bit better of a striker. I think Davis is a little better on the floor with better sweeps and bias complacent off her back but i'm not betting this one it's just kind of like a close split decision i, I don't really care i mean it kind of feels like central wmma fight where they both just trade in the pocket is anything interesting and the one who clinches more wins yeah they're like trade takedowns and, and top position too it's just going to be a shit show um, guard arm bars not... head and arm throws yeah sure. yeah seriously. probably end by wmma guards up they could these they both throw up arm bars all the time. <laughs> What's next? Vera versus Signs. Um, I feel like Signs should be the pick here since Vera sucks, but he is hundred years old. Yeah, Signs is. He's obviously not in his prime, and I remember he um. He had like that... Vera does suck. We all, we all acknowledge that, right? Uh, I think Vera's exciting, but I don't think he has great. Like, I think Almeida would have killed him. But... Yeah, well, look at his wins. Luigi Burren, Guido Canetti. <laughs> I mean, Brad Pickett. Oh, wait, he was shot to shit. Never mind. And his only good win was, like, Kelleher. Kelleher yeah. was an okay win. True. Oh, yeah, Kelleher's good. Kelleher's good. Yeah. It's pretty much like a signs decision or Vera finish, in my opinion, on this one. So I'll, I'll kind of keep an eye on those props, but that's really... All I see here. I mean, yeah. I don't watch a ton of Saiyans. I remember he had that fight where the judges actually scored a grappling-centric fight correctly against um, Marab. Yeah. Where many thought he got Marabbed. He's just like a, like a kind of like a standard, not that good wrestler who kind of yeah. throws together some punches here and there. Like, he's not very good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel passionate about but whatever. Um, Bryce Thug Nasty ripped my testicles apart or something. Mitchell faces Moffat. Um, I think Moffat's coming off that win over Skelly, right? That weird um, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I like Moffat here, but I don't see any value because at minus 185, like I wouldn't favor someone who would know really well wouldn't bet on them over about this point. But I think Moff is a good enough grappler and I haven't seen a ton from Mitchell. I, Mitchell is a 
yeah, I don't know a ton about this guy. Whatever. He's like a he's like a scrappy. He he's not a bad fighter, Mitchell. Like um, this is an okay matchup compared to the yeah, rest I mean, of the I think, card. I could see it be interesting because like Moffat, he does some fun grappling things, and he seems like a relatively a grappler, especially in hunting for that Dars and stuff. But yeah. I just don't feel particularly strongly about him. Yeah. Mitchell's like scrappy. He's probably a little bit better of a striker here, but I don't think either guy has like a major threat to finish it on the feet. And I think it's going to be pretty grappling heavy. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty close on the floor. Like I've, I've probably favor Moffat simply because in a grappling heavy fight, I like to go with the guy who's more likely to get top time. Um, and I think Moffat has a little more opportunities to get submissions than Mitchell. But I, it's a pretty close fight. Gugabe, what's your thoughts on this? About the same. Um, I like to go distance because I know I just feel like they're it's both sort of okay jujitsu dudes. But yeah. Uh, yeah, not, neither's winning any mundials. Like, yeah, not, neither's an elite jujitsu talent by any means. Um, I think, yeah, yeah just decent athletic. Um, he's having the feet. I think Bryce Mitchell has an edge. Bobby Moffat should have an edge in the grappling. But what's his name was out grappling him fairly easily till that cardio cliff, Skelly. Yeah. Um, Mitchell, yeah. the one, one thing I saw is he goes on all fours after like a failed shot, Mark Munoz style. Like he'll shoot like a single leg and just sit there instead of like scrambling out right away. And that might open him up to like a Darce choke or a, um, or like a back take. So yep. that was something I saw. So that's why I might play Moffitt no scorecards depending on the line. Cause I think Moffitt has a little bit higher of opportunistic submission opportunity. Um, submission chances so but it's a close fight I like no strong opinions on the money line yeah I'm basically in the same place I think I, I don't know enough about Mitchell to actually give an informed opinion yeah. <laughs> not gonna pretend to um, yeah. what's next is that Mayberry versus JJ Aldrich Maybe. I'm tempted to play blind faded Macy Barber since TNC hype and all that I mean, I don't think Macy Barber is amazing, but he's kind of just being given people that you should taste. I remember Arch looking pretty decent against Viana, but Viana is also, like, even in women's MMA, really, 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 really bad. So, yeah. I guess Barber... Barber probably just gets you to the ground and beats the shit out of her like she did to the other people that she's faced. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. She should dominate in the clinch here, too. And if she gets on top, she actually has pretty violent ground and pound, even like from yeah, half that was, or something. Yeah, that was really clear against uh, Cyphers, where she just... Yeah, she like, killed her. That was grisly. It's like Aspen Land, who has no elite skill set apart from a ground and pound. Aspen Land confuses me. <laughs> I know it seems like she doesn't really do anything well apart from ground and pound. I mean, she was supposed Who? to play Holly Holm, and I feel like Holm would have killed Aspen her. Aspen Lutt. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Lit or something. Like against, um, what's the name? Um, yeah, Aspen Lads, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we go. Um, looks goofy. Looks goofy. Oh, uh, yeah, Mag- it was on the McGregor card. Aspen Lads last fight. Avenger. Yeah, Avenger. Yeah, Aspen Lads last fight. Like, Avenger looked like the better stand up fight, looked like she's been in the clinch, and then just Aspen Lads randomly got. Top position off, everyone's just slipping and bang. Randomly take a yard. 
kind of reminds me of Hermanson. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's all the opinion. Barber via violent mauling. Um, Louis versus Steven Peterson. Um, I don't know why Pena is so wide here. Is it minus 255? When he looked really bad in his last fight. I don't think Trezano did. Pena got beaten, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think the reason he got beat up by Trezano is from the low kicks. Um and that's something that Peterson doesn't really throw. Like he kind of just pocket brawls. So I do think Pena being six foot three and cutting down to featherweight here, which is fucking ridiculous in that's its own. Stupid. Right. Um yeah. I think that might play. I like. I, I'm not playing him, but I do think he'll probably win because that's usually when he kind of gets his volume going and his punches going. Even though he's really flawed defensively, striking and in other ways, and Peterson is tough and can land. But um, Pena actually does have like his wrestling's not very good. But if he gets on top of you, he's pretty good using his leverage to kind of pass positions in the grappling. So um, I kind of give him the edge because I think he's a little better on the feet with his range and I think this will play into his game but I do think the line's too wide I, I agree with that I mean I remember Peterson dragging like a scrappy brawl out of um Davis although Davis isn't really he pretty much does the same thing but Peterson went toe-to-toe with Davis when uh, yeah. like basically the whole fight and I think that sort of thing could cause pain problems when he's cutting down to featherweight while being like seven feet tall yeah. Yeah. If there are cardio issues there, I think Peterson's kind of the archetype to exploit it in the sloppiest way possible. Um, I don't think I'll play him here because I don't, like, it's not a fight, it's not the kind of fight that I tend to play where I'm, depending on weight cutting, killing someone, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. I know Peterson just mediocre enough, I'm not particularly confident in him, but he probably is a value side. Might like throw yeah. a bit on him by KO or some shit like that, depending on what the odds are. Yeah. Just in case um, Pena's over um, taxed himself. I think Pena's submission is potentially a decent prop too, because I do think he actually has a pretty good ground game if he gets that going. He he's sure. he uses a lot of leverage and, and can get rear naked chokes. Like like he, he's interesting down there, but I, I do agree, money line, there's no value on on Pena. Yeah. Peterson's never been subbed. So I was like, I saw it was seventeen seven. I was like, surely he's got like a few random rear naked choke losses, but no, it's like most decisions. So seems to be tough. Yeah. yeah. All right, onto the main event of the evening. Onto the actually interesting fights, except for the yeah. the actually fight. interesting fight. I don't know. There's McDessie. McDessie is the best. <laughs> That's Jesus. If you don't, if you don't fuck with McDessie, then you just McDessie is gonna fuck with the know. Jesus. <laughs> The crap out of Jesus. What did Jesus do to deserve that treatment? R.I.P. Jesus. He took a beating. I know. No for gay, that's all for gay Jesus. But, uh, yeah, Davis and Figueroa, uh, and Juicy Formiga. And it's actually kind of hard not to feel bad for Formiga in the entire situation, considering that got to number one contender right as they're planning to shut down the division. And now he yep. has. Another monster, just in <laughs> the division, even though they still might. It's just really, really unfair on him. And I think Formiga has a decent chance of taking this one, 
just because I think Figueredo is like mostly athleticism, but it's just a sort of athleticism that's hard to beat. He's just explosive as shit, and he can do enough things well that it matters. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, yeah, for me, for me, Figueroa seems to have enough holes in his grappling and how in his like attitude to get tapped. Um, but on the other hand, you know, for me, his head could just take it, take it off. I like, yeah, I like Ed's RTD here, like hugely. I think it should be like minus two hundred that this fight ends inside the distance. Yeah, Formiga is a legitimate sub threat, and Figueredo is he swings wild. Like, I mean, I feel like yeah, Formiga is sub threat and such. That, uh, how does it go fifteen minutes? Like, how much have to, it would much have to be uh, Figueredo spending significant time under Formiga without getting tapped? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, either Figueredo's game is so finishing focus. I just don't see him being able to yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's either Formiga landing something really, really big, like that back fist he landed on um, on Wen, and Figueredo just backing off and not taking any initiative, or it's Formiga controlling for three rounds without stopping him out. Doesn't seem likely. Yeah, but- yeah I, th- I think this ends, too. It's like, I, I don't even think if Davison gets hit with anything that it will stop him from moving forward, either, because I've seen him kind of tagged once, and it didn't stop him, so... Um, yeah, the, the, the only the only thing I could see because I, I think Davison will knock him out if he doesn't get tapped. Like I, I think he's gonna <laughs> most likely yeah. knock him out. But um, the the only reason I could see maybe it going to the cards, but I still am gonna play if fight doesn't go to a decision. Is uh sometimes Formiga will just slap on body triangles to kind of just and and just kind of coast out the round. Oh um, yeah, like he did to Pettis. Yeah, uh, he's done it in other one. ones too. But, but the Pettis one, I blame Pettis more than I do Formiga. I don't, I don't think that um, Figueroa has the patience or the brain power or the... Um... Yeah, agreed. It's, like, it's yeah. like different. Like, And I think Davison will just either sc- try to power scramble out, which could set him up for a sub, or he'll just set him up for an escape where he'll... like. I think once he gets up from the ground is where he could KO... Yeah. Uh, Formiga here. That that's kind of what I'm thinking, but I think he pressures so much too that he could either get taken down from something, or he could cause Formiga to panic and just destroy him off a shitty shot. I mean, I legitimately like Formiga as a striker. I think he's very good and pretty. But I think Figueroa throws too much firepower to trust Formiga to defend everything. And uh, I'm leaning Formiga here because I think I trust his striking defense more than Figueroa's grappling defense. And against Brooks, just pulled him out of the teams. That's not going to work against a top player like Formiga. But it's it's a very interesting fight. I think it's probably better for the division, assuming the division stays for Figueroa to win. Because I feel like if Figueroa wins, they're just immediately going to shut down the division. Our only interesting prospect has just been shut down, but I'm rooting for Formiga. Should be fun. One quick little notification. I, I didn't play the fight doesn't go to decision yet because it jumped up to minus like 140, but it just jumped back to minus 110, just if anyone's yeah. listening or you guys. So I'm probably that's probably going to be my time to jump in and play it. Um, but that's probably all I'll play. But I was kind of waiting. I'm glad that line went down. Um, yeah, next fight, the execution of Jesus. 
Mark II, um, John McDessie, minus 335, Jesus Pineda, plus 275. Uh, they sh the odds should honestly probably be wider. I'll probably wait for a McDessie KO line because I, like, I remember watching Pineda. Uh, I don't remember where it was from. I'm informed it was against Devin Powell. <laughs> Powell isn't good. So, uh, John McDessie via boxing up. Yeah, yeah I didn't tape it, yeah, but pretty much I agree. Was that the fight Powell just laid on his back the whole time and just like gave away rounds, even though he probably could have won some of the rounds? It probably was. I remember Powell, the only fight I remember of Powell is where he got those body kicks. But every other fight, Powell's just been very, very, very unimpressive. So it, I think it was on the Chile card. Let me check. Yeah. Or Argentina card, or uh, yeah, the Argentina card. That's right. Yeah, I didn't. I'll tape this, but Powell like laid there with his hands like behind his head, and it was just like after he would like win minutes of rounds, and then I think uh, um, Jesus or whatever would just like kick his legs while standing, and he would do it for like three minutes, <laughs> just like win the round. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Madessi via Smash. Um, yeah, I really like McDessie. He didn't get memed on by Lando Venata because Lando's pretty much worth everything. But, you know, it is what it is. I really wish uh, Hack pressed in this fight. That fight would have been really good. That would have made this card actually worth ESPN+. Plus. Hack Press is a fun prospect, but still, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, there's one fight I care about here. I mean... <clears throat> Press is good. I like a lot of what he does. He's like Kelvin Gastelum, but actually good. good. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we are way too harsh on poor Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum is really bad. No, nah, not I know. bad. Kelvin Gastelum isn't good, but he can make his not work, I guess. Yeah, but a lot of Kelvin Gastelum really just he just needs to sit there doing the same thing. His chin is ridiculous. And the person, people he's fighting have no cardio, so... <laughs> I mean, like, even in his fight against Bisping, Kelvin looked really bad in that fight until it just happened to be that Bisping wasn't defensive enough to not get nuked at some point in the fight. It wasn't like yeah. Kelvin was winning that fight. Bisping was pouring volume on him for the two minutes that the fight lasted before Bisping just got nuked. That's every Kelvin fight, only two and a half minutes. Pretty much. It's like um, uh, Kelvin hits massively hard, or has like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm very low on the boy. Yeah, Kelvin can crack, but he's just like I, I see, I see people talking up his boxing, and it feels like people just look anyone minimalistic up and act like boxing's good when sometimes it's just bad, and they just yeah. have many tools. Pretty much. Bad. Um. Yeah. Heavyweight uh, mediocrity. Curtis Blades at minus two eighty, just two forty. Uh, this feels like one of those striker versus grappler matches because I don't think Willis, uh, especially since um, Link uh, a while ago, where Willis looked really bad and gassed out pretty quickly on the ground. I don't think Willis is going to be able to survive on the ground. 
But I also think Blades is absolutely pitiful on the feet, like really, 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 really bad. So no. probably Blades. Value on Willis, I suppose, because I don't think I'd cap Blades this wide against anyone who's really I mean, Willis isn't really good, but anyone who's decent for heavyweight, I guess. And um, yeah, I agree. Like, say Justin Willis being southpaw might create an issue where um, Blades can't really hit his double legs. It just seems Curtis Blades got like the best like heavyweight champion name, and he's just boring as hell. <laughs> I mean, Curtis Blades yeah. is beautiful. It's, 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 it's like it's like a black exploitation. Um, like you know, you just Curtis Blade, like Blades, the black exploitation movie would just work so well. It, it only fights in such a tedious manner. manner. <laughs> I mean, I think Blades might have some trouble with the southpaw thing, but for the most part, Blades like, explodes really quickly into the um, into the double legs. So I feel like if Willis is able to move laterally enough and pin him down for the double leg, then it's not really going to make a difference whether he's southpaw or orthodox because Blades is just going to get in there regardless. True. Um, well, like Willis, this all gets hunted. Yeah, he, for a heavyweight, he's actually like willing to stick to a game plan, which is unusual. Not pretty beautiful game plans, but no, you know, he, he showed an actual like willingness to do something intelligent, which yeah. is not something you frequently see at heavyweight. Like Blades, Blades does, does, never does anything intelligent because Blades always has to be coming forward. Yeah, like Blades I'm, has no other options. Willis isn't amazing, but he did some things against Hunt, I guess. That like it was like he was pretending to be a good boxer, and that's more than I've seen from the majority of heavyweights. Pretty so, much. Like, you know, he didn't do a lot of good things, and as long as Hunt still cared about the fight, he got kicked a lot. But when Hunt stops caring, he's treated it like a sparring session. Fine, yeah. I guess, but. I don't know if Blades will let him do that. Yeah, true. I'm just saying, but discipline and the discipline and the game plan sticking to a stick to sticking to activity of Willis was fairly impressive in my book. Like for heavyweight, like yeah, the line is so low. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, like Blades got outstruck. I don't remember when he was outstruck, but he had an absolutely tedious fight with um, the guy at UFC 213, Dan. Lenjuk, I think it's pronounced. I don't know how to spell it, but I can say it. And um, yeah, it was when Blades can't get the takedown, it is horrible. It's really bad. So no. uh, yeah, I, I think like I think. Oh, sorry. Oh uh, yeah, just like real to add on uh, for a second. That's the only thing that concerns me. I was about to play him, but uh, in a third round versus Sherman. He looked really, really bad. And Blades sucked. But he's got cardio for gigantic heavyweight. Also, your mic's cutting out. Oh, shame. Oh, that's a rip. Hmm. Anyway, um... Uh, technical team is just laying down some high-level nail. I mean... Um, I think he's uh, he's saying bankroll Curtis Blades <laughs> sub free. Thank you, Tim. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember him saying in the chat that um, Willis gassed out a really badly against Sherman, and b um, AKA put out some sort of documentary about him, and or, uh, four officers, and Willis. Yeah. Sorry, I'm back. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. 
But pretty much his cardio is shit. But I do think like he could have success early, Willis. But I'm probably not going to play it. Yeah, fair enough. I think I've got a little bit on there because I just like Silver Lion thought it was too wide. But I'm not married to it or hugely in love with it. I just feel like plus two, plus like 260 or whatever it was just seemed dumb. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, main event in this fight is just fucking stupid. I don't know why Anthony Pettis versus Stephen Thompson is just a fight that is totally unnecessary, and it's happening because neither had anything to do at the time when it was booked, even though Thompson does have something to do now. Yeah. What's up with Thompson? What's good? What's the anyway? I was hoping for Thompson Dos Anjos, and then now yeah, that, that's a a lightweight, and now they've been forced to book RDA against a lightweight. What the fuck? True. I mean, RDA and Kevin Lee are kind of in the same like actual division, I'd say. I mean, they're both like one sixty fivers, I think you could say. But yeah. I just don't see a point when both Thompson and RDA could fight each other, fighting lightweights, and both Pettis and Lee, I suppose, could fight each other if they want. I think that would go well for Pettis, but at least it would be in yeah. a division instead of interdivision for no reason. Um, yeah, I think Steve, I'd rather see Stephen Thompson fight just random members of the crowd, just pick 10 random dudes. Um, I mean, at least he'd do something interesting against a random dude because he knows that he won't be in trouble. Okay, I, I, I'm feeling tedious decision here because I feel like Pettis is, Pettis, yeah, he's getting stopped lightly, but he's getting stopped by fucking insane pressure for like the two best pressure, well, the, three of the best pressure fighters in the sport who had to do a ton of damage to him to get him there. Well, I just, Ponder Thompson will not like actually put that much damage on at any one point. Exactly. And I, I think Pettis is key if Kidd is still fine for like single key, if it's like single strikes. Yeah, I mean, if Thompson is winning this, and he almost certainly is, it's going to be just picking apart from the outside where Pettis, he's not going to like get freaked out and overwhelmed, but he's going to be like really frustrated. And I don't think Pettis is going to like quit out of frustration. And he's not going to get like random injuries out of frustration. It's just not going to work out. Yeah. What's the fight goes to decision, one? Uh, I think it's at eight from the moment, isn't it? Uh, plus one ten. Ooh, that's good. Oh shit! Seriously, that's good. Um, I think even I think even Pettis' decisions live, honestly. Oh, Pet! I feel like Pettis doesn't have a decision-friendly style. Love is, but Wonder Boy just stands there, like <laughs> it. Yeah, like like I think Wonder Boy should obviously be favored, but. It's like sometimes he just doesn't do anything, so, and and I feel like Pettis will survive that. Um, and I feel like Pettis will do like the more spectacular thing, which might be enough to just like pick up random scorecards. Yeah, I think if like Wonder Boy is like throwing three um, leg kicks and Pettis is missing with a majestic soaring flying head kick or something, it might be enough to like pick up rounds. Because I, I feel like Wish of Wonder Boy is like the, the karate guys seem to have this like hardwired thing into them where they're used to having like a pure point striking contest where they're like, oh, I've hit the guy seven times and he has hit me six times. I can just switch off. My job is done. Oh, it's that Masvidal stuff. Yeah, I, I think Wonder Boy, I think it's like, like look at Machida. Machida had the same issue. Because he was like, oh, I feel I've, I, I have hit, I have got my two strike margin. I have won this fight clearly by the rules of karate. Time to do nothing. We're trying to wait for the other dude to come to me. Thompson wins this fight fairly decisively. Like, it isn't going to come down to Pettis missing Showtime. But I think, in general, Thompson's super overrated. It's that 
people think he's like I remember his kickboxing records brought up all the time and if you look at it it means literally nothing at all so that's a thing and yeah. like I think he's shown to be a good striker in MMA that he should be able to beat a lightweight who won't pressure him and won't and Tedis isn't that good of a striker either to, yeah I mean Pettis, I think he's decent striker. It's just the game's kind of passed him by. Like, I don't think he's shot anything. I think he's physically about the same. It's just that people have learned to pressure in between his prime and now. So he can't deal with it. Well, I think Pettis is still, like, incredibly durable. Like, every one of his stoppage losses has been a fucking slacking. I mean, even those stoppage losses, it's been through injuries, I believe. And mostly all, you know, all body shots, all cumulative, like, like, you know, Holloway. Oh, yeah, the terrible, Holloway he had, he had a terrible cut, and he just got, like, massively volumed on. Yeah, Holloway, but, uh, I mean, pretty much everyone gets in trouble getting stopped by Holloway when he's fighting the way he fought against Pettis, where he's, yeah. like, with the exception of the Stevens fight, which he played relatively safe, it's not going to go well, even if you're durable against Max Holloway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking now, like, it's pretty insane. He's only been stopped twice, Pettis, and it was like like Gugabe said. Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Tony Ferguson, Poye, Holloway, and Dos Anjos, and it was like four absolute beatings, and one of them was kind of like. Did he? No, he didn't. No, like 50-40. I was just throwing. Sorry, I meant. I kind of fucked up there. I was meaning like the four guys who put beatings on him more so. Yeah. Um, and like he survived one of them, which was kind of insane that he survived that Rafael dos Anjos because that was a fucking mauling. I mean, that was yeah. like fifty forty three. But uh, I yeah, like, like, had been irresponsible to the against Ferguson again. I think he could have popped that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Thompson's not going to really do that, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he's going to have to hurt him with a single strike. I feel to put him away. Like he's not just going to like volume Tony Ferguson him. Yeah, I mean, like, Thompson can throw combinations. It's just that he doesn't keep them up, in a sense. He throws them to yeah, back he's... the other guy off, but he generally just wants to kick you in the body lots and, like, walk on the outside. So. And I, I don't think Thompson's going to follow him to the ground if he hurts him. No. He'd be dumb. He'd be dumb. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You can't <laughs> so go into Pettis' guard. Unless Thompson just... I think he can, but I just don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, he... No, he... No. Technically, Thompson needs to walk off KO on my opinion to finish him. I mean, yeah. I feel like Thompson might knock him down and like go in. It's just that, like, just because guard submissions are like really pretty volatile, but Pettis is one of the best ever at them. So yeah. I don't know why Thompson would risk it. I mean, what, what are Pettis's other ways to win? Like, he's obviously got like some type of submission route if it goes there. It's just he doesn't really have good wrestling, so it's kind of low percentage. Um, I guess just like a chin check if he just randomly very he just unlikely. A random head kick out of yeah, because like and, yeah, like Wonder Boy has like he doesn't have the best chin, I would say, but like um, it's like possible but low percentage, and then the other one's just like a staring contest where nothing happens, right? Like I feel like that's the only three ways he can win. I mean, I don't but... think Thompson. I think Thompson has a very good chin. It's just that when he gets hit, he gets hit hard, and and gets scared off really, really well. Yeah. In the Bisping mold, where he actually have the defense to not get hit once his opponents get into the pocket, and he's not that hard to drop there. But 
once you hit him, it's hard to put him away because he just recovers really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I probably won't have action on this fight. I'll kind of look no. at some decision props, but uh, like I, I don't see like I mean, I think a there's, great way to profit. I think there's definite value on fight goes to decision. Yeah. If Thompson wins, he's probably not going to show the urgency to finish someone like that. Yeah. This just shows that Thompson's overrated as a finisher. The fight goes to the decision line being plus 110 when Thompson money line is minus 440. Yeah. Majority of Thompson wins are decisions, in my opinion. In this fight. Yeah. Like if you if you ran this fight a hundred times, would be decisions. Because Pettis yeah. is to finish. Yeah, because J today is Plus one ten. Thompson's decision is surely like what well, plus one fifty, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, that would be I, plus one fifty. That that would be hittable. Yeah, I actually probably lately go to go to distance just because I feel like Thompson's karate means it's hard to trust him to a decision. Mm. Yeah, just, uh, just karate guys just seems wired to just not do the right shit for an MMA decision. Like, what's um Thompson's career record in decisions? He made Rory Mack look like an idiot. Jorge was closer than it had to be, kind of. Kote, uh, but Kote just absorbed punishment. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, the, very... if, the, if the difference is like plus 110 to plus 130 or plus 140, or like, yeah. uh, I'll probably, I would probably rather just play the plus 110 and play like, pay a little bit of insurance for the risk. But um, if it's like plus 110 to plus 160, then I'd probably just yeah. play Thompson decision. But it just yeah, depends yeah. on the gap. True. Interesting to say the over-unders set up, like three and a half, maybe four and a half. Like, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably wait till after the first round to hit, try and hit the go to distance live, because I feel like a lot of it will depend what tempo Stephen Thompson's setting. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, has Thompson ever set a particularly high tempo? Hendrix? Hendrix? But I mean, Hendrix just kind of walked face first at him. If anything, was... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That was that was one of the worst versions of Hendrix I've ever seen. That was sad. Look, Hendrix like, in general has been sad for the last three, four years. Did, didn't he yeah. just get like murdered in a bare yeah, knuckle, like bare knuckle box? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about um, Johnny Hendrix anymore. He's dead to us. Yeah, I feel sad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is like, Barrow or Hendricks worse? Like uh, I don't, I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> I think I think Barrow's worse because he a was um, regarded a lot higher, and yeah. he, I don't think Hendricks ever lost in the UFC to someone as bad as like Andre Ewell. True. Yeah, because like everybody look, <laughs> everybody he's lost to in the UFC has been kind, has been like rank level. Yeah, like he beat Hector Lombard, and I don't think Ewell is. Is Ewell as good as Hector Lombard? He might be better, he might be worse, but it's close because Ewell sucks. So He did get murdered by Tim Bosch, though. Yeah, but I, I mean... made a bunch of money on that. <laughs> I was just like, Bosch KO plus 700, what the fuck? Bosch is horrible. He's not as bad yeah, as no, I, Ewell. I, I hear you. I hear you. They're both no, like very sad stories either way. Yeah, they're probably bottom two. I remember that card being like one of my early best cards. I think it was like Boach. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the same one as um, what you call it, um, Weidman 
I thought I thought it was on the same card as Weidman, um, Weidman Gastelum. I think that one was Kiesa Lee. Was yeah, uh, yeah, it was. But looks of it, yeah, because I had I had fight even that the under the under two and a half on that was um, plus one hundred five. <laughs> um, I don't know. I had on Boach KO, Boach KO one. <laughs> I was just the odds yeah. were stupid. Boach yeah. was plus one seventy five. KO was plus six forty five. KO one was plus fifteen hundred. <laughs> Almost got, yeah, the, almost got the KO one. Yeah, I was just like, you know, he's going to be able to hit Hendrix at will. <laughs> What's always the next bad. card after this Nashville one? Uh, uh, it's Philadelphia. Barboza Gaethje. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's a good. fun one. Yeah. Fun fight. Um, All about Michael Johnson, the goat of goats. At least that card is a lot better than this one. Like, Marais Yusuf is fun. The GOAT Paul Craig is going to be returning to action. Kobo uh, K. Watterson could be fun. Johnson yep. is almost certainly fun. Hermanson Branch could be fun, too. I mean, if Branch wins, it's probably... But, no. Executive Branch is my boy. Holland Mearshart will be, like, some fun action, I feel. Yeah, Holland Mearshart's just going to be two people making mistakes over and over again. They yeah, it'll make it exciting. This is going to Holland has a locked-in armbar, and he just switches it. To... <laughs> and then Mearshart is winning on the feet, but then just... Yeah. Yeah. I both just pull guards, and it was in Bolo for 15 minutes. They just play leg lock games, even though neither's good. Exactly. Good times. Um, let's see what... Oh, Alex Perez is back. No, he's still, he's still alive. Yeah, he was dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm mostly just looking forward to Barboza Gaethje and uh, Emmett Johnson because Johnson, yeah. Gaethje are pretty much guaranteed entertainment. And Barboza is pretty fun when he's. I mean, Barboza's fun all but it's especially fun when he's getting the shit kicked out because it pretty much means that the other guy's keeping a high work rate. Yeah, makes sense. What's your guys' favorite plays for Nashville? It's a pretty shitty betting card for the most part. Like, I'm not going to have too much action, but I was kind of thinking Davison, Formiga, not going to the cards around even money. I think that's one of the better ones. I was thinking um, Blades Willis goes to decision at plus 150. I'd, yeah, I'd say those two plus the um, go distance on Pettis, um Wonderboy. Like, yeah, because, I mean, on, the only way I see um, Blades um, Willis finishing would be around 3 KO by um, Blades. Yeah, yeah, off top position. Yeah. Like, I that, could... just, that just screams boring-ass heavyweight fight to me. I, I could see... I, I still could see Willis landing, like, a punch early, too. But, I mean, low percentage, but I'm just kind of throwing yeah. all the possibilities. But I mean, like, it's the sort of yeah. thing, like, Blades, even when Nganu caught him super clean on the temple, didn't go all the way out. True. So I have trouble seeing Willis really hurt. True. Like, I remember Overeem caught him with like a knee on the way in that was just perfect. And Blaze was really, really hurt, but he also recovered when most guys would have had their heads sent into the bleachers. So. Yeah. True. That's true. Yeah, That's what Willis looks like off his back anyway. Because I, you know, issue of heavyweight, Willis could just uh, be like an F minus off. He could be Curtis Miller. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, Google, I sent a video in the Discord. There's a there's like one 
millisecond of footage of him on his back and he looks terrible and that's why i th- i think you should take a look at it before you bet that line um i think yeah. saram looked at it too but it yeah. was like it was 2012 but it's the only time we've seen him on his back and he got elbowed out and he was completely gassed and he gassed really hard versus chase sherman so yeah. i'm i'm betting he can probably get finished once he's on the floor but no. I'll I'll DM you the video, but he they don't show the finishing sequence, but they show him like get taken down and immediately mounted. Um, oh God! So it's like it was in 2012, but he hasn't even had a fight where he's been there since. So yep. it, it's hard to know, but that's all we got. I'll send it to you, but I think it. Yep. I, I think you should just look at it before yeah, going too now. blind into this fight. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know if you saw it yet, but and it and it hit um, SC Pinedo if it doesn't go to decision at plus one forty five. I think that's good because if Pinedo, wins, it's probably not by decision. He's not the better technician by any margin. It's probably just by random head kick or something. Yep. And McDessie can deal out a beating. He did to pair. Um, I think forty five is a good line on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I just watched the um, slight footage there, but it's, it's seven years old, so you never know. Yeah, it's just if you take that and you couple it with the fact of how he started getting clinched up against a shitty Chase Sherman and lost a round in the third round, I think if you you can probably make a deduction that it might yeah. be bad news late on the floor. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted you to. To yeah. know, I'm more so just like giving you the information, and you can do what you want. But yeah. that's kind of what I, uh, that's kind of what I thought. But yeah, th- that's round frame could be interesting. Yeah, blades round two or three, I think, could actually be yeah. interesting. Yeah, even submission. Uh, blades not gone. Is he gone for any? Blades doesn't go for submissions in general. Yeah, he sits in half guard and kind of just punches you. He's like yeah. a positional yeah. I mean, type. Even against Overeem, he just sat in guard for a long time. And- Decided elbows. Yeah. So I think in terms of money lines, I like the Formiga plus 150 a good amount, but you know, it's Figueredo and Figueredo's violent. (laughs) He's scary. Yeah, I I can get not betting that one because Formiga is less athletic and Figueredo is Yoel Romero. But yeah, overall, really bad betting card. A good one, though. I think you can get Justin Gaethje at under the lines, which is just an absolute steal. Yep. Yeah, so that's the end of this one. Um, see you all later. Yep, yeah, good thanks, times. guys. No problem. See ya. Thanks for joining me. See ya. Bye.